0: Howdy, boys and girls. Uh, welcome back. It is the Carla and Crappy Show. I am crappy. Um, uh, I, I'm here to tell you that football is stupid and I hate everything. Um, and I don't really want to talk about college football this week, but I guess we will anyway. It's week 14 of the season, also known as Championship Week. Championship, Championship Week um and uh therefore it's also week 14 of the carla crappy show um i as i mentioned previously i am i am crappy there is carla there is aj we're gonna go through through all of the games all every single one of the championship games are we excited about this absolutely yep i'm not i'm not but um but that's okay i'll be right I'm, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be just fine uh we start of course By looking back at last weekend. And uh, we always like to highlight the things that we thought were the coolest stuff, the the coolest things that we saw. Carla, we will start with you. Um, What was the best thing that she saw uh, in week 13? I
1: I will fully admit that I was a little bit distracted through a lot of stuff because Hmm. my family was in town for Thanksgiving. So I had a house full of people. Um, But I think the best thing that I saw all weekend, and it really pains me to say this, Hmm. but it had to be the Iron Bowl. The end of the iron bowl was, was, and I, like, I hate, I hate the fact that's the best thing that I saw last weekend, but like the end of that iron bowl was bonkers. Mm -hmm. Um, after Alabama looked nothing like Alabama AJ, I think the word you said was, um, looks broken. Um, (laughs) that Alabama looked broken through most of that game. And you just knew, you just knew that they were going to find a way to break their hearts. Um, at the end of the game and that's exactly what they did yep. um so yeah that and the fact there's football on all weekend which was awesome the end and the egg bowl was it was okay yes. um until the very end which i didn't see um so yeah so i have to say the iron bowl and it like i said that my big 10 heart breaks to say that so <sighs> sorry
0: yeah did you kind of call it like you see it aj what, what did you uh what did you come across last weekend that you thought was cool I have a way to be a jerk here, and I have a way to not be a jerk here. I'm gonna to choose to
2: not be a jerk. Okay. And I'm going to choose Bedlam. Um, because, okay. he, all right. I don't know, how do, are you guys familiar with how absolutely lopsided the bed, the Bedlam rivalry is?
0: We made, I made a, a, a John Cooper comparison a, a show or two ago, I believe.
2: It is um, o- so yeah, I'm, Oklahoma- I'm aware. <laughs> it is Oklahoma 90 to 19. Oklahoma <laughs> State doesn't win this game literally ever, <laughs> right? This is not a quote-unquote rivalry in so much as these two schools don't like each other a whole bunch, but one school wins all the time and the other school doesn't win pretty much ever. So it was really great to see Oklahoma State get a win here. <laughs> and they did it in a... Very different than normal fashion, where they absolutely shut down Oklahoma's offense for the entire second half. Uh Oklahoma scored nine points, and it was because Oklahoma State gave them nine points. They gave a safety and then a fumble touchdown very quickly back to back. And I thought, well, this is it. This is where it's all gone wrong. And congratulations, Oklahoma State. You played yourself. And this is what's going to happen. And they didn't. They actually found a way they fought back they should have won that game by a lot more based on the way that they were playing and the way that they shut down Oklahoma and they got Lincoln Riley to quit so uh, <laughs> I'm choosing to believe that Bedlam is actually what broke it they could, like OS USC called up uh, called up Lincoln Riley and they said hey do you want to do that again Lincoln was like nah I'm good and I'm gonna go leave <laughs> for California so OS you made his ass quit
0: <laughs> Um. That's uh, those, those are both excellent examples. and I mean, it, it was it was an awesome rivalry week. Um, the only thing I will say about my game uh, is to quote uh, John U. Bacon, who is a writer from um, some some backwater in, in southeast Michigan. I can't remember what the name of the town is. Uh, he says, if you don't think it matters, ask the guy who lost. You guys don't need to ask me and I, I don't need to elaborate. But um, But yeah, if,
2: if I may. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually like it was actually there are a lot of people who got to feel some real catharsis Uh through that game. Hmm. There were a lot of there are a lot of people in those stands who actually got to feel it. Um, Great for Michigan. Hey, hey, Ohio State, you now have something to play for. You don't have that very often. You now have something to play for. That is absolutely Um, true. So I expect next year to be hey, Ohio State. You haven't had a revenge game in a while. You haven't gotten to do that. You spent all your points on you spent all your points on Michigan State. Uh, you might you might want to fire you might want to find a defensive coordinator who can
0: stop somebody from running the ball. We got we got time go. we got time to work uh, to work on go that ahead. stuff. Um, not not having seen a whole lot of actual football stuff that I, I uh, was super thrilled about. Let's talk about coaches because the the fun like started almost immediately upon the conclusion of the game Saturday um (laughs) I
1: I I hope I hope you all are watching if you you
0: didn't if you're not if you're just listening um go go watch like the first five minutes of the show because right there is it yeah it's gonna be uh so you know Lincoln Riley is ghosting the entire state of Oklahoma um, there are other things that are happening uh, around there. Uh, Billy Napier um, stepped up to the big leagues and, and uh, got the job at Florida. Brian Kelly, um, that was the one that sort of, I mean, the, the Athletic posted something and then a half hour later they said, oh, wait, it's done. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's start just a couple different, a couple different questions. I'm, I'm curious about uh, what you guys think. Of the ones we know of so far, which uh, which school hit hit the home run which which school has made the, the the best change that that we are aware of as of as of tuesday afternoon at 8 30 p.m eastern the thursday evening
2: i'll let carla go i've i have many thoughts here <laughs> <laughs>
1: um it's not lsu okay oh no. um i I, <sighs> I know that i i'm happy that I, i'm happy that napier moved up Um, I don't know. And I, I I mentioned this, we, 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 we've been texting each other like crazy over the last 24 hours. Um, I I'm not fully convinced that Florida is the right fit for him. Um, but I like the fact that he's up in the, like that he's in the sec. I just don't know if he's gonna have the support that he needs at, at Florida, um, because that athletic department is kind of a little bit of a train wreck at the moment. And Mm -hmm. I, I just, I, I want to see him succeed. Um, so that's a decent. It's an okay fit. Um, Lincoln Riley to see, I mean, he's, he, he feels like he's got the personality to do it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, who? I can't, I still can't believe he took the job mm-hmm. uh-huh. because that program is just a complete mess. Um, he must really not have wanted to go to the sec. Um, that's the only thing I can figure. So, I don't know. I think I think it's a toss-up between Florida and SC at this point. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, the, the rumors flying around of Venables possibly going to um Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I Venables makes more sense at LSU to me. Um, defensive guy going to going to a, a place where you know, they, they typically have some pretty decent defenses, but okay, whatever. We'll see if that has legs. I, I haven't seen anything about that in the last 24 hours or in the last 12 hours. Yeah, so I mean, that I, might not be. He is a
0: he is a midwestern guy. Um, you know, and, and I went to did he go to Kansas or Kansas State? I don't I don't remember. One of the two. Oh, uh, I don't remember. Um, so you know, he's his his roots are in that in that part of the country. Um AJ, I understand you have a thought or two about what's going on here. So one, um brent venables this is a mama's
2: calling situation if he goes to oklahoma this is a mama's calling situation he was co-dc from 99 to 03 mm-hmm. and assistant head coach in dc from 04 to, 20, to 2011 like he was a multi he was a, he was at oklahoma for over a decade before he went to clemson so this is definitely a mama's calling situation if it happens um I, the interesting part to me at least about the venom uh, any hire of venables to oklahoma is all of the various reports over the last I don't know like five years, his name comes up in every coaching search over the last five years. Yeah, um, is that he doesn't want to deal with all the program management. He doesn't want to kiss the babies and shake the hands. Mm-hmm. And okay, to go from that to Oklahoma, friggin' Homa is a big deal. I absolutely see them going for Brent in a uh, to bolster defense going into SEC play. Mm-hmm. Right, You can't just air raid and score a million points. The SEC defenses will eat you alive. Yes, You pair him with a good OC, it can work. I think the actual best hire, there's two hires that I think are really, really great. The first mm-hmm. one is Lincoln Riley to SC. Okay. Um, Lincoln Riley can recruit his ass off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. And one of the things that um, was very interesting, there's a school that we, we were texting about this, but I'll tell everybody uh, things from our texts. Uh, there's a school in Southern California called Los Alamitos uh, mm-hmm. that had multiple five star athletes on offense that were all committed to Oklahoma and all of them decommitted. And their quarter, their five star quarterback, Malachi Nelson, just committed a half hour ago to USC. Hmm. So he's going to bring in massive talent. Yeah. He's been pulling kids out of Southern California for a while now. This is not new. Mm-hmm. So now you have him as the coach of the most prestigious football school in the Pac-12 South, mm-hmm. right? You're going to, I have a feeling and a, a pretty good inkling that he's going to bring, he's going to bring USC back to God tier USC, mm-hmm. which is bad news for, for Arizona State. It's bad news for UCLA, but it's great news for the Pac-12 overall. The other hire is Kalen DeBoer, former Fresno State head coach, now current coach yes. at Washington. He is a fantastic fit. He's He was great at Fresno State. Uh, Big 10 fans, you may remember him as the coach of the Indiana teams you hated over the last, or the OC of the Indiana teams you hated over the <laughs> last five years. He was the he was the OC after <sighs> Kevin Wilson left. Yes. So if you watched Indiana score a stupid amount of points on your team for no reason at all, you can thank Kalen DeBoer. And now that was he me. is the he's the head coach at the University of Washington, which means you now have a Washington team with a good coach and a great Mm -hmm. fit. You have Oregon with Mario Cristobal. Yeah, absolutely. You have Lincoln Riley at USC. You have Chip down at UCLA and uh, low key Jake Dicker at Washington State, I think is a fantastic fit. And I'm really glad that they did not go for any sort of splashy hire that gave the interim tag to him and he Brought them back from, you know, the tailspin of Nick Rolovich up and got them back into a bowl. Um, so plenty of good things happening in the Pac-12. I'm very excited for future Pac-12 after darks. Uh, it was, based on so far on the coat on the carousel.
0: It was really cool. Um, the, the situation in Washington State. Um, they 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 had to deal with um, a situation that could only happen in 2021. Um, and they, they got through it and, and, and they, the guy, the guy performed well. So yeah, let's keep him. He's, he's earned it. Uh, that's a, that is a, that is always a good thing to see in college in college football. Um, I want to, I want to talk. None of us seem to think that Brian Kelly going to LSU was, is a home run. Um, uh, AJ, why not? (laughs) Uh, to quote Dragonfly Jones on
2: Twitter, he seems like a, guy who thinks sprite is spicy so too spicy i I think was the quote too spicy yeah (laughs) who thinks who thinks that sprite is too spicy so (laughs) all right i can go one of two ways on brian kelly to lsu Mm -hmm. if he goes out and makes the right coordinator hires which is really what got ogeron fired ogeron Mm -hmm. got fired because he had joe brady and dave aranda on the 2019 team with talent and they just blew everybody away yes And his reload hires were not good. Reminder, his reload defensive coordinator hire was Bo Pelini. (sighs) Um, So the coordinator hires are going to be important here. There's been a lot of smoke around him wanting to bring Tommy Reese and Marcus Freeman down to LSU. Marcus Freeman would be a great one. Tommy Reese I think would go because Brian Kelly's his mentor. Um, Tommy can call a good offense and now give him literal five-star talent whenever he wants it, mm-hmm. I think it could be a good fit. A reminder, the last time that LSU got a head coach from the Midwest who had no Southern ties, uh, they won a national title and lost another national title game. So it's not like this isn't precedented. One uh, Leslie Edward Miles who uh, once went down to LSU and did really
0: well. well the I, interesting... Nick Saban? Nick Saban, but, Nick Saban, they, Nick Saban did, was also did, did, another did, one didn't have a whole lot of experience in the South before he, before he no, showed up but, at LSU. But he was able to pull out his, he pulled out his West Virginia good old boy network.
2: Uh, he, knew how to, yes. he knew how to work that and pull a Southern accent out of his butt to make that happen. I think the key, the interesting part here for, for LSU is that there are a lot of people around the program who were not pleased with Ed Ogeron culturally. Mm-hmm. They did not like the Cajun side. Mm-hmm. They were not happy with how goofy Les Miles was. They thought that both of those coaches, even though they won national titles, were uh, detrimental to the program's image and the appearance of the program. They want to be a country club program, but they keep hiring weird people. Uh-huh. So hiring Brian Kelly was a country club hire. I, mm-hmm. I heard that over the last day. It's been really interesting to hear that angle of it because it felt like Ed O at LSU was like absolutely perfect. And it, mm-hmm. so a lot of the big boosters in the program, it really wasn't.
0: Okay, Carla. What what uh, Brian Kelly at LSU is going to do? How
1: you know? You know, I don't know, and, it, and I'm still intrigued as to um, the move for for him. I, I guess maybe it's maybe he's tired of being an independent and wants a, a legitimate way to play in mm-hmm. um, change of scenery. Like I don't really, you know, I I don't know exactly the reason why. I. I, I, I totally understand, and in, in, in AJ, the, the country club hire really makes a lot of sense. Um, but did they go too far in the other direction? Like, I feel like LS, LSU playing in the West when you're when you're competing with those coaches that you have in the SEC West, you kind of need somebody that has at least a person, like, somewhat of a personality, right? <laughs> I, I, that's not Brian Kelly. Yeah. Like you, you know, like you, you got to stand out some somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, he's even even Saban's got a little bit of a personality, right? You know, like they joke about him, like smiling at the end of a game, like he wouldn't smile until like they won national title on the sidelines. Like, it, yeah. like there's little yeah. quirkinesses about him. There aren't any quirkinesses to Brian Kelly. <laughs> None. So <laughs> I don't, I
0: don't <laughs> don't here's I... the
1: thing, I, I the thing with the thing with
2: Saban and some of the other coaches out there is that they don't have to turn it on for everybody. No. They have to turn yeah. it on for boosters. They got to turn it up for recruits. That's it, mm-hmm. right? So Brian Kelly can be as glass of milk as he'd like to be at, uh, to the actual public and in the media. But Brian Kelly's also like a, a, a maniacally angry dude, right? We all have yes. the jokes about Brian Kelly. Like, listen, Brian Kelly looks good in purple. We've already seen it. He was just wearing a navy blue <laughs> jacket too, right? So all of these things, yeah about Brian Kelly I think I think it's going to come down to they want to win and they want to win in they, they I think they want to get to be Saban mm-hmm. they're still chasing the fact that Saban left and then went to Alabama basically across the went to Miami for a spell and then came back yep. to Alabama and has won what five national titles since then yes. they're still chasing the fact that they let Nick Saban go mm-hmm. And they want to get back to that prestige. They want to be like, well, of course they're going to win. They're LSU, right? Of course they're going to win. They're Bama. Bama was bad before Nick Saban got there. Like yeah. really, really trash bad. They lost the ULM in his first year. Like they want to get to that level. They they know that Brian Kelly can go recruit and they have like first right of refusal to the entire state of Louisiana. Yes. They want to see what Brian Kelly, person who has brought Notre Dame to the playoff multiple times to, hey, let's give him five-star
0: talent and see what he can do. Okay, okay. Um, hi, Charlie. Uh, next, last coasting question, and, and I'd love to hear both of you answer this. Um, who gets the jobs at Oklahoma and Notre Dame? AJ? Oh,
2: If you hear Notre Dame, if you hear Notre Dame fans, tell it they want Marcus Freeman right now. They don't want to wait. They want Marcus Freeman right now. He's already in the building. You give him a promotion. Everybody goes home happy. Um, Jack Swarbrick came out and said they're not going to – whoever is the interim is not part of the search, uh, which tells me they're probably going to put the interim tag on like their special teams coordinator or something like that. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame is a big-name program. Mm -hmm. You need to have program-running chops – and Notre Dame doesn't exactly have a great uh, history of first-year coaches, uh, which is what gives me pause on someone like Marcus
0: Freeman. Luke Nichols right there. Did, yeah, yeah. Luke I do want to remind you that, um, and this was the 80s, back in the 80s, uh, Notre Dame hired a coach named Jerry Faust straight out of his high school job. Uh, at, at Cincinnati Muller, granted he had an incredible run at Cincinnati Muller, a big Catholic school in, uh, in in Cincinnati, uh, multiple state titles, and it was a disaster on pretty much every level. Um, and 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 the immediately preceding Brian Kelly Notre Dame didn't exactly have a a, a solid record of uh, hiring uh, successful coaches or coaches that didn't uh, doctor resumes or, 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 uh, stuff like that. I I would, my guess would be that there might be some hesitation, whether it's fair to Marcus Friedman or not, there might be some hesitation right there to to promoting a guy to his very first head coaching job, uh, at, at that school.
2: Yeah. I think, I think Luke Fickle's right there. Mm. Luke Fickle basically has two dream jobs. One is Notre Dame, the other is Ohio state. And Mm. unless Ryan day goes to the NFL or, uh, decides to just quit coaching forever for some reason um which he's not uh luke fickle's luke fickle's easily like they could just go hey luke you want this job cool and move on Mm -hmm. um so i think there's they they would be very silly to not make that phone call but i also could see them saying hey luke give us a call when you're done with the playoff Mm -hmm. thanks Mm -hmm. um and not very much try to not be a distraction. They've already come out and said, this is not going to be a quick search. They're not going to try and jump onto the warp speed carousel. Yes. So uh, I think Luke Fickle is easily the the person there. Um, Brett Venables, I think is the front runner in Oklahoma. Okay. I could totally see them. I I don't see them aiming uh, anywhere below that. They're Oklahoma, they're a top five job. Oklahoma hasn't had to replace a coach since 1946. they've never had anybody leave Mm -hmm. that they didn't know was going to leave. Like Bud Wilkinson retired. Yes. Bob Stoops retired. Barry Switzer retired. Mm -hmm. There's no sort of like they've never had to replace a coach like that. Yeah. Right. So this is very, very new to them to the point where Oklahoma fans were asking if they still have to have a bowl game because they don't have a coach. They've not had to live this life. Meanwhile, (laughs) like half of (laughs) college football has had to do this easily every single year. So yeah. I think, I think Brent Venables is the front runner. Okay. It's going to be interesting to see him and how does he pair with a, uh, an OC.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, Carla, what do you think?
1: Notre I'm Dame and totally, in Oklahoma. Oh, Notre Dame. I'm totally with you on the fickle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely think that their top their top pick is Fickle, and I think the fact that the administration came out and said that it was going to be a lengthy search, yes. um, it was kind of an indicator that they were waiting. They're waiting to see how this plays out for Cincinnati and and all that. So so I I think that was kind of a bit of a hat tip that. They want Fickle and they're going to go, they're going to go try to get him, but they're going to yeah. wait and talk to the playoffs over. So I, I think yeah. that's the slam dunk there. I do think Venables is probably the, the front runner at Oklahoma. I think an intriguing person that nobody has talked about, and I have no idea whether they would even consider him, but just throwing this out there for funsies. Um, Dana Holgerson is sitting at the university of Houston and oh. he wanted to go back to Texas because that's where he was from. Oklahoma's not that far away and he would get an SEC job. I just I saying, leave. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he's, I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to leave. I, I think he's happy where he is. I think he wanted out of that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think he's going to stay at Houston, but I'm just saying he's sitting down there.
2: Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll say this, uh, about Holgerson, and I don't know how deep rivalries run. Um, but Holgerson was in Oklahoma State OC. He's <laughs> from the poke side of the house. This is the, going to Oklahoma is not new for Dana. Dana in fact, the stories I want to say the stories about Dana like living way outside of Stillwater, like he had a two-hour drive each way to get Stillwater. At some okay. point, um, yeah. So I could totally see Dana Holgerson going for that job. I think the question is going to be what does what does Oklahoma want their identity to be? Yeah, they've seen Dana in the Big Twelve, and they've not seen Dana do well in the Big Twelve, right? He did fine at WBU. He was not great at WBU. Yeah. Right, Brent Venables, meanwhile, has been the defensive coordinator in national ch- and has multiple rings in national championship games. Mm-hmm. Right, he by the way, he got a ring as a BCS national champion when Oklahoma won it in two thousand. So he actually has uh, three rings: two ah, with Clemson, one with Oklahoma. That's right. That's like, right. This is this is not unheard of mm-hmm. for, for Brent Venables and, and Oklahoma. I think it would be interesting to see him bring a defensive philosophy to Oklahoma as they go into the sec yeah. and pair him with heck pair him with Dana as OC pair him with somebody oh as I mean, Dana's getting, I think Dana's salary at Houston is probably in the two to two and a half range uh-huh. pay him three to be OC at Oklahoma. That's not bad. You didn't wouldn't wouldn't have to would pay a buyout
0: a, for Lincoln to leave. Would not be a bad gig. Hmm.
2: Hey, hmm. go find go find yourself an up and coming OC okay. to pair with to pair with uh with Venables as, as head coach and give D, give him like a DC to hire to basically just call the plays. I, I mean this is this is the story that Oklahoma has every option available to them. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's really where uh, they they should focus. By the way, Oklahoma fans, I love you. Calm
0: down. It's okay. Everything's fine.
2: It'll be I, okay. I just, want you, I just want you to know that like 20 to 30 schools do this like every year. Yeah, It's okay. The program's not going to fall apart. I know that you're really worried about your recruiting class and they're probably all going to go to SC. I get it. But you need to take a deep breath in, a deep <laughs> breath out. And just in through the nose, out through the mouth. And it's going to be okay. I promise.
0: Um, I have read uh, today, uh, and, and I haven't read anything since that would contradict this, that Oklahoma is, is going to um, at least uh, take a run at Cliff Kingsbury. Any possibilities I, I th- That feels like a long shot, grabbing an NFL guy and bringing him back to the Big 12, even, even though it's going to be an SEC job in a couple of years. Um, what, what do you think? I could s- conceptually, yes. Hmm.
2: But Cliff is having a ton of success in the NFL right now. Just I little. S- Yeah. I don't yeah. see him leaving a successful NFL job with <laughs> Kyler and JJ Watt and friends to come back to c- go in and sit in and recruit living rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has a crazy nice house in Southern California or in Arizona. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw the mm-hmm. the NFL draft thing where he's sitting in his like palatial estate. Yeah. It's ridiculous, oh right?
0: Oh god. Okay. Cliff
2: doesn't need it right? So I, I, I could see them giving Cliff a call. I don't think mm-hmm. Cliff is going to necessarily reciprocate. Um, the only other thing I could see for, for you know, any of these sorts of things, I don't see any NFL coaches coming down. One of the other things I think is interesting is the number of coaches who've gotten big extensions, yeah. just gigantic extensions. Looking at you, James Franklin, looking at you, Mel Tucker mel tucker got jimbo's deal mel tucker at michigan state got jimbo's deal <sighs> what James well franklin's I mean, getting seven and a half million a year what
0: <laughs> they should they should buy a better land grant trophy i think is what they should be forced to do
1: please
0: <laughs> uh, carla uh, uh, cliff kingsbury is that is that even a possibility
1: I, I don't think so. I like, I I agree with everything AJ said. I he's having Mm -hmm. too much success in the NFL. Why would you want to go back to that lifestyle? You know, Mm -hmm. he's living up in Arizona. He's got, you know, got one of the best teams in the NFC right now. Like, I I don't see him. I don't see him going back. Um, (laughs) if, if he was at a mediocre NFL team, then yes, I think there would be, um, possibility there but he's just having too much success no he's not going back
2: right if he's if he's coaching uh, if he's coaching not to pick not to to do a repeat of what happened with Saban but if he's coaching the Dolphins right now and he's like four and seven and it's just not working out sure Mm -hmm. uh you know what hey NFL we we had a good run I'm out but he's Mm -hmm. currently a coach of like an eight and one NFL team like he's not going
0: anywhere yeah no no um we uh the, the the coaching the, the coaching carousel will will continue rolling here. Um you know, maybe all the way through and past the, the national title game. Um we AJ's will...
1: spinning again if you're if you're not watching. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna <laughs> get myself dizzy. Cool. <laughs> we will we will keep an eye on that and and uh, bring it up in subsequent shows as necessary. Um there is there is one thing we have to do to close out the regular season of twenty twenty one, and I'm not um, AJ might be able to tell us how this actually worked but there is one game that is not oh, yes. a conference title game Yes, on the schedule for this weekend. It fits AJ's modus operandi perfectly because it starts mm-hmm. at 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, mm-hmm. It is, in effect, the final After Dark game of the 2021 season, which means uh, we're going to do this live. Once again, the final Sure. After Dark Report of the 2021 season. AJ, please take it. So uh, some of you may
2: remember uh, about two weeks ago, there was a, uh, a Cal USC game uh, that got canceled due to Cal having uh, quite a COVID outbreak. Those still happen, by the way, go get vaccinated. Yes. Um, and the game got postponed. And the reason it got postponed is because there was a hope at the time that USC might be fighting for bowl eligibility <laughs> this is not unprecedented uh there oh, have been man. multiple games like this um florida state famously played uh i think it was ULM a couple of years ago after a, a hurricane washed the game out
0: yeah i think um, that's right
2: they had to- this has happened a couple times in SEC in in the SEC where games have gotten postponed to the very end of the year for teams effectively playing for bowl eligibility. Both of these teams are four and seven. No one's playing for absolutely anything here. This is really for fresh air and exercise. Um, this is for this is for AJ. This this game. This is this is, is for aging. This is for content. I'm gonna watch this whole game. I'm sorry. I started <laughs> this season watching currently bowl bound UTEP and a Jerry Kill coat and a now Jerry Kill coached. Uh, New Mexico State Mm -hmm. play on cable television in New Mexico. I watched it via the like New Mexico NBC channels, like live stream. Um, I have a problem. It's mine to deal with. And so uh, we're going to finish this year with Cal at USC playing for literally nothing. Mm -hmm. I hope no one gets hurt. I hope they have a great time. And USC next year should be really good, and Cal should continue to be very bad. Um, so yes, you should stay up and watch this game. It's on at eleven. It kicks off at eleven p.m. on FS1 for so no reason.
0: If you're in, you're in bed by two. It's fine. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. You'll unless be in bed by overtime. two unless there's overtime. but, but. Oh,
2: God. <laughs> no one needs free, <laughs> no one needs more of this football game. I hope it ends cleanly at the end of the fourth quarter. If we get overtime, it's true sicko hours only, and you should go to bed. Okay. Um. Do you do you have thoughts
0: about how this game's going to go?
2: Uh, Cal is very bad. USC is only kind of bad. So I expect USC to win. However, this is the final test of the USC is but at home corollary. Let's see how this plays out. Uh, this, this could be this could be Cal jumps up and gets USC. And if that I, happens, this will be hilarious. Lincoln Riley will have to watch this game in person. I need you to know this. Lincoln Riley will be watching this game. Let's, he'll person. still be kind of it's jet lagged
0: too because he's going to be on Central Time and he's, he's going to be... He, he, he's, he's already in Southern California. That's no, he's already true. there. That's true. They had a press that's conference
2: with the, t- with the tiny little Hollywood sign over his shoulder where he was like, <laughs> yeah, they called. Like Saturday night, they called and said, hey, mm-hmm. do you want to get on a Zoom tomorrow? And he said, yeah, I'll get on a Zoom tomorrow. And then he signed as the head coach. That's apparently how this went. Meanwhile, his agent's like, yeah, we've known about this for like a month. We just didn't tell him.
0: Like, <laughs> oh, by the way, coach, you got to go to Southern California. Carla, do, do you have a thought about how this game's going to go?
1: Um, I would agree with the assessment that Cal is, is, is more bad than USC is. And I think USC is going to ride this momentum. I, it, I, I think they'll figure out a way to, to win the game based off of just all the energy around the program this week. Um, but yeah, meaningless football is fun.
0: Meaningless football is fun. I'm, I'm picking Cal. I don't care. Uh, dude, why not? Why not? By the way, lots lots um, of distractions. What? Yes. Yes.
2: By the way, please someone name me the 2021 uh, current the interim head coach at USC. Please name him.
0: You can't. I cannot without cheating. Yeah. Uh,
2: associate head coach and cornerbacks coach Dante Williams. Why would you make Dante Williams your interim head
0: coach? Um, I, 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 I would. He is
2: uh, an absolute banger of a recruiter and held together the recruiting class. So Lincoln comes in and has a fairly well stocked cupboard to walk into. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yep. Shout out to Dante Williams. You had to watch a lot of butt football in front of you (laughs) and you didn't deserve that. This is not the way you start the head coaching career. It's okay. And, um, Yeah. He's also the passing game coordinator too.
0: No, Okay. That's yeah. That's an interesting combination. Um, okay. There's meaningless football with which we can wrap up the, uh, the regular season with the exception of the army Navy. Um, uh, but I, I, we have a whole bunch of games, uh, 10 of them to be precise. That would mean the, the group of five and the power five. And that becomes 10 um, and you put those together. We start at uh, at 7 p.m. on Friday. And we go all the way through Saturday. So let's let's get to it. Let's go at 7 p.m. in the Alamo Dome. I'm gonna let you figure out what city that's in. The Conference USA title game. Western Kentucky at UTSA. The Hilltoppers are favored by one. The AJ Fund Index is a very respectable 71.5 points um the aj this is a group of five game we will let you take first crack at this so the alamo dome in san in uh, san
2: antonio so this is oh a you gave it away i i'm sorry i had to remember the alamo crappy oh, yes that's true that's true um western kentucky coming in with bailey Zappi, who is a absolute monster of a quarterback uh his current stat line is uh if he throws for more than 32 yards in this game which i highly expect him to do. He will have thrown for 5000 yards this year. He also has 52 touchdowns. He's running the they're running the purest form of the air raid outside of Mike Leach at Western Kentucky and they're going to go into an indoor stadium in Texas. UTSA, what happened? We were rooting I know, for you. I know. We were all rooting for you. Come on. And Beach. North Texas, the Mean Green got
0: so mean
2: um so the the, the meat beeps got meeped and uh yeah so hey we're, they're still here in the conference usa title game they still have a conference uh, title that they could potentially go win uh this game should be stupid fun with a ton of offense you should watch this game on friday night at 7 p.m not 4 p.m as my uh, uh, uh screen shows it because i'm currently in the pacific time zone in las vegas just outside the pax Hall title game uh i have a problem <laughs> Uh, I'm not do, going to do, the game. Do you have? Do I'm you have not going to be here for the game. Do you have a uh, pick for pick, this game? Uh, I'm picking. Uh, I re- I respectfully uh, meep, but uh, no Western Kentucky. Okay, Carla.
1: So UTSA actually has a really really good rush defense. Too bad Mm -hmm. that's not going to matter against (laughs) Western. Um, (laughs) So unfortunately, um, I am. And and what I saw about you're talking about um, what happened to UTSA. um, I read some. I didn't see that game because, again, you know how this works. Um, I don't don't get that. I I don't get ESPN+. So Um, from what I read, starters, a lot of the starters sat in the second half of that game after um, after North Texas kind of took the lead um knowing that they were playing for a conference title game they like the quarterback sat and they, they played some second stringers and just kind of said well okay um from what i understand um so it, take that worth a grain of salt um again I, I i teach at mtsu middle tennessee state i am not allowed to root for anything that western kentucky does so my pick in this game ah. meet meep. also Yes. Sometime, Not on the show, but let yes. me tell you uh, the story about how difficult it is to get pizzas delivered to the Alamo Dome. Because I had to do that during the Army All-American game in January of 2012, when I was down there working. Um, it's a hilarious story that sometime maybe we'll do an extra episode of the okay. podcast, and I will I, tell the story about how I had to have 25 pizzas delivered to the Elmo Dome, and I chased them for two hours.
0: I think I, I, I think I've heard the story, of it and 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 yes, it is it is worth telling. But we will we will do that at another time. Um, Bailey's happy. Uh, when I I looked up the numbers, came up across the same stuff. He's he's not only going to uh, uh, surpass 5,000 yards. Uh, during this game, he's going to probably do it during Western Kentucky's first possession. Um, but this will be a fun one. This this absolutely will be a fun game to watch. But uh, I, I expect the uh, that uh, Western Kentucky's offense is a bit too much to handle for uh, the Meepers. And Western Kentucky will win CUSA's way, title.
2: Yes. Uh, Bailey Zappi is a senior this year. Mm. Um, he has started since he was a freshman. Oh, well, that would explain yeah. So, uh, if I believe, if my numbers are right, even including a shortened 2020 season, mm-hmm. he's broken 10,000 total yards and has thrown for over 100 touchdowns. Through That's a pretty much Career. That's pretty good. Some might
0: say it's okay. Okay. This is this is um uh, at 8 p.m. on Friday in Las Vegas. AJ will not be attending. Um, no. But this is this is this is a big step up from Santa Clara and in, in the, the, the championship games that no one ever attended. This is your Pac-12 championship game at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Uh, it is on ABC. It features number 10, Oregon versus number 17, Utah. You say, I didn't they just play this game? And I say, yes, they did. And that's why Utah is favored by three. And it has an A.J. Fund index of
1: a mid, meh, 59 and a half points um uh, Carla what do you think so yeah we just saw this game right and we saw yeah. what Utah did to Oregon and not a whole <laughs> lot has changed between these two teams they've they've each played another game and now we're back doing this again but as we say every year during championship week championship it's week. really hard to beat a team twice in the yes. same season I just um, I
0: have that written in my notes right here. It's this like word for word. That's kind of scary. Every it's like, year. It's like we've been doing this show for ten years. For ten or years or something.
1: something. Yeah. Um, we're finishing each other's sentences now. See. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> um, yeah. It's really hard to beat a team twice in the same year, and this time they're playing on a neutral field as opposed to last time where Utah was playing at home. Now Utah still should win this game. Are we going to see a game like we saw two weeks ago? No, I, we're not going to see a Utah total blowout here. This game is going to be much, much, much closer. Utah should still win this game. They, they, they're the better team between these two, but expect this game to be much, much closer than what we saw two weeks ago.
2: Okay, AJ? I think the, the, the thing that broke last, the game last time was the punt return right at the end of the first half Mm -hmm. right Oregon was already down two touchdowns and they were basically punting it away to like okay we're we're there was literally as time expired in the first half is how the punt return worked so I think if that punt return doesn't happen Oregon comes out I believe they were getting the ball to start the second half so they were like, hey, let's punt it away. Let's go into the locker room. Let's figure some things out. Come out and we can go good shape. You know, score a touchdown and bring it back to within seven. Yes. And then they went down 21. And then it was just like, you're broken. You're not coming back from this. They didn't. They basically said, okay, we see how this game is going to go. This is not our night. We'll get them next time. This time I can see Oklahoma coming into this game, one, looking for revenge, and two, you don't have a raucous Utah stadium to go deal with.
0: Uh, I see the Ducks winning. Okay. Okay. I, I, thinking about the home field advantage, certainly that, that, that was a, a very cool atmosphere um, it, when, they, when they played this uh, at Utah. Um, I don't know how excited Mormons would get about, uh, about going to Las Vegas. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure. You're, you're not n- n- nope, not the Mormons. We're a team, my friend. Yes. I, but, but still, I mean that there, that's that, that is a that is a facet of the, the state of Utah. I I, I I I'm leaning I'm leaning Utah here. Um I, I know the the adage uh that, that Carla recited word for word from my notes as if she was reading them. Um I just I feel like there is enough. Uh, uh, of, of a separation between the two teams. It will be tighter. Um, but I, I, I think the Utes, as they say, the Utes of the Utes, uh, will, will win this for the second time this season. This takes us to Saturday. We begin uh, at noon in Jerry World with the Big 12 championship. This is on ABC. Number nine, Baylor versus number five, Oklahoma State. Not Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. The Cowboys are favored by five. Um, this has a, the, 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 probably the most surprising AJ Fund index of the entire weekend. A big 12 championship game has an over-under number of 46.5 points. AJ, what do you think about this one? Oklahoma State,
2: weirdly, this year has made their name with defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe uh, last week. Uh, we I refer to them as dollar store Georgia. Um, they have a really really good defense and a just kind of okay offense, um, which is very much not what Oklahoma State or many of the Pac-12 or not Pac-12 Big Twelve teams have been doing over the last five to ten years, right? It's all been PPP more offense than not. Baylor also coming in very stout on defense with a pretty good offense. And so, yeah, this is going to be a defensive struggle in a Big 12 title game, I regret to inform all of you. Um, Give me Oklahoma State. They need to win to potentially make the playoff, assuming uh, other games that happen later in the day remove one of the current top four teams. A reminder of the top four teams, since this is a Tuesday night, we start with uh, Georgia at one. Mm-hmm. Carla had it up earlier. Uh, it's Georgia at one, Michigan two, Alabama, three, Cincinnati, four currently ride that backwards knife in my chest. No, um, you're correct.
0: You're correct. You gotta...
2: So uh, I, I think what ends up happening here is potentially if Georgia does what I expect Georgia to do, which is to beat the pants off of Alabama. This opens a spot for Oklahoma State to get in. Mm-hmm. They need to win. They are going to come out fired up. They are going to want to really show that. Yeah, that that uh, that one and the eleven and one. We're going to go ahead and take care of that. So, okay, okay, uh, Carlo, what do you think about this?
1: Yeah, this is one of those games where. Again, what AJ said, you know, we talked about this last week that Oklahoma state is winning on, is winning games because of its defense, which is not something we talk about in big 12 all the time. Here's the thing. Oklahoma state is strongest against the run, right? We talked about that last week. That Oklahoma Uh state has number four rush defense in the, in the entire country right now. Baylor likes to run the football. Uh That's what happened the last time that these two teams played. Um, it was, it was a tight game. Um, but again, this is another rematch tough to beat a team twice in the same season. Mm -hmm. Um, But I agree with what AJ said. I I think Oklahoma state knows that they are sitting on the cusp of getting into the playoff. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they're going to come out fired up um, and they're going to, they're going to find a way to win this football game.
0: I, I, I love the idea of, of teams of destiny and, and, and how that stuff works. And, and Baylor kind of feels like that. Um, it, they they had the, the the awful scandals with with art brials and everybody involved with that stuff um have cleaned house uh and, and I think have 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 gotten back to this point sort of ahead a schedule um it would be fun in a in it, it I mean a a, 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 a a Big Twelve matchup that uh, in the title game that is based on two teams that got there with defense is weird enough as it is. The 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 completely weird thing would be for Baylor to complete sort of their Cinderella season uh, and come away with a with a conference championship before the the conference um, becomes something else after the after Texas and Oklahoma depart. Uh, I mean, my my recommendation actually might be. To watch the MAC title game instead, and we're going to talk about that in just a second because it's on at the same time. My pick—I—I I, I agree with you guys. Um, Oklahoma State has has the motivation; um, they they know they have to take care of business if they have a, a shot of getting a uh, finishing in the final four. Um, so, may, perhaps not uh, exciting in these traditional Big Twelve cents, but um, should be a, uh, should be an excellent game, and I think Oklahoma State will will. Uh, will will narrowly come out on top. But guys, watch this one instead. Um, I'll, I'm going to take AJ's Thunder. Noon at Ford Field in lovely Detroit, Michigan. It is Maction. It is the Mac title game. It's on ESPN, Kent State versus Northern Illinois. Uh, the Golden Flashers are favored by two and a half points. There is the AJ Fund index of a Maction appropriate 73 and a half points. Carla, you ready for some action? Of course,
1: Um, but I I will say this. uh, We laugh about this every year that congratulations. You're playing for a Mac title in Detroit. Um, (laughs) Whatever. Um, The Mac did its very best Pac-12 impersonation this year. Really did. In that we always say that the Pac-12 eats its young. Hmm. And that's exactly what the Mac did this year. Because if you look at these two teams' records, Kent State is seven and five. Yes. Northern Illinois is eight and four and they're playing for a conference title. Yes, That's that's awesome. about as Mac as you can get.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Right.
1: Um, this game's not going to have a whole lot of defense. Um, both of these teams. Allow, allow more points than they score. Mm-hmm. And they're mm. playing for a conference title. Mm. Um, both of these. Well, no, I take that back. Northern Illinois allows more yards than they rack up um I thought both teams did but no Kent State actually that actually it's a little bit closer well, um okay. that speaks well. it's it, it's almost equal how many yards that they, <laughs> that they produce on offense and what they stop um this game's going to be stupid fun um who's going to win I Northern Illinois got blown out by a directional Michigan last week yes. um and then and Kent State's beat or kent state is is, they beat miami in overtime um by a single point maybe ride the hot hand here kent sure kent state go go flashes sweet aj what do you think
2: um northern illinois uh has a i believe the phrase that i would like to use here is a uh shamrock jammed in their ass um they are they've won multiple games by single scores they are the anti-nebraska right okay when they get when they get beat they get whomped right yes they lost 63 to 10 to michigan they lost Mm -hmm. 50 to 43 to wyoming a team that almost didn't beat yukon last week they got blown up by western michigan the direction is western um they did beat georgia tech Mm -hmm. i mean that's not really a thing that this year but they did beat georgia tech they Mm -hmm. won against georgia tech by one they beat Toledo by two they beat Eastern Michigan by seven they beat uh Bowling Green by eight they beat Central by one they lost to Kent State by five they mm-hmm. beat Ball State by one and they beat Buffalo by five they, they they're not blowing anybody out right? right by the way their point score points against is uh just is uh ruined by that Michigan score if you take that Michigan score out they're neck and neck right <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry michigan's in the playoff sorry I mean, y'all no, I mean, no you're fine you're fine so northern illinois uh, give me northern illinois give me the huskies uh, listen let let luck take you the rest of the way this year yes you got blown out by a directional michigan utsa lost to north texas and directions get us all directions can get you yes. okay they can be confusing so northern illinois a directional illinois school uh, we'll be, will be winning your Mac title game and uh, it should be a very stupid and fun game. And you should absolutely, you should watch this game, like on a second screen, uh, with the, with the big 12 title game.
0: First screen, first screen is what I'm saying. Um, uh, because you'll, you'll, if, if, uh, if you're watching the, the big 12 title game on a small screen and you miss something, you're, you're not going to miss like two touchdowns and that, that actually could happen. Uh, if you miss something in with, with Kent in Northern Illinois, uh, I am I am giving uh, total credit here to uh, Kent Coach Sean Lewis. He took a perennial loser, um, as in uh, like uh, losing records for maybe the for the whole decade prior to his arrival, um, and have had turned it around. Um, and the chance for Kent to win uh, their first MAC title since 1972. Uh, And I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the, on the, on the golden flashers. Let's uh, let's go. Kent uh, bring that title back to um, Kent. First of all, first of all,
2: how dare you? uh, 2012, Kent state went 11 and three. Ah, okay. So maybe not a whole decade. And guess what happened? Guess what happened in that really great season? They lost the Northern Illinois in the Mack Twiddle game.
0: They, yes, they, they were, uh, they were the East champions and then won the bowl game. I think won a bowl game that year. Is that correct? They they very much did not. They lost Arkansas State by four. <clears throat> okay. Uh, um. Next up, we travel to Dignity Health Sports Park, is mm-hmm. somewhere in uh, the uh, the Los Angeles metropolitan area at three p.m. on Saturday. You will find the Mountain West Championship. You will find that on the Fox Network. Utah State versus number nineteen San Diego State. Uh, the Aztecs are favored by five and a half. The AJ Fund Index is a very Midwestern 50. Um, uh, the, the AJ. This is uh, we're we're starting in the 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 home of the LA Galaxy here. What what do you think is gonna is gonna happen? Punt got on national television too. Yes. Um, we're here for the punts. We are
2: here for the punts. Uh, yes, this is the only time where we'll, where I will allow Midwestern football to happen because it's happening in the Mountain West, so it's cool. Um, Utah State. A, an absolute turnaround of a season for Blake Anderson and the Aggies. Uh, Brady Hoke uh, once again living his best life yes. uh, in San Diego. This game should be like nice, just like a nice little thing on the side. You don't. This isn't your main appetizer. There's plenty of other games we're about to talk about. Um, this actually, I think could be a really good, really close game mm-hmm. uh, and it will actually be determined by things like field position And when you have the uh, a literal, I, in my opinion, Mattersa should have been up for the Heisman. I don't think he is, uh, but he should be voted he should get Heisman votes uh, for his abilities. Night. Okay, we'll go look. Okay. I know at least one voter did put him on there. <laughs> I do know of one Heisman voter who put
0: Matterzo on his, on his Heisman ballot so that's great okay okay um carla what what do you think
1: um punt god didn't do all that well on national tv last week i was kind of disappointed i caught most of that game and he was he 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 was trying he was trying he was directional kicking like he didn't have the big boomers last week he was Mm -hmm. trying he was he was directionally kicking so all the punts that i saw they were they were great was there a problem Um, with the
0: crosswind because he was only playing in half a stadium (laughs) No, the Uh, the
2: problem was is that they were playing that game at nine in the the morning morning. well yeah okay there is that there is that this man didn't have as many it it was dude's got to get breakfast he didn't get to have as many weeds i watched one punt that he had where he was on his like 20 i think he was on the 30 or 35 punts it drops it on the opposing 40 and it bounces straight up in the air the receiver goes to catch it, and by the time the ball hits his hands, he's getting clobbered in the chest. It was—he okay. dropped this thing on a dime. It was beautiful to watch. Okay, uh, but yeah, he doesn't—he didn't have any of the boomers. This is this is the this is the uh, the that Goes to top. This is that goes to top golf.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, it was.
2: He wasn't hitting it over the fence. He was just hitting every single spot on the okay. field. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's, a, that's a good that's a good analogy there. That's exactly okay. what he was doing. He was just dropping them all over the place. Just no boomers. Um, San Diego State very quietly has one of the best defenses in the country. Um, mm-hmm. it, the, the run defense is, is really, really good. But overall, the, in total defense, they're in the top 15 mm-hmm. in the entire country. Brady Hoke's living his best life. San Diego State, go finish this thing off.
0: Okay. Um, soccer Stadium uh, with Brady Hook's defense, probably a soccer score. Uh, Aztecs win the Mountain West Championship uh, by like a 3-1, to one, I think is going to be how that goes. Uh, at 3.30 p.m. at Cajun Field in lovely Lafayette, Louisiana, the Sun Belt Fun Belt Championship game. You will find this on ESPN. Uh, it features Appalachian State. At let's let's uh let's call it what it is, number 24 Louisiana. The Mountaineers are favored by three. The AJ Fun Index is a, to me a surprisingly low 53 points. Um, but uh perhaps uh you guys can tell me why that is. Carla, what do you think about this one?
1: Um, I was kind of hoping you were gonna go with AJ first on this one. <laughs> AJ, please. <laughs> what I That's meant fine. to
2: say was uh the reason this is a low-scoring game is because uh Louisiana's offense isn't nearly as high powered as it normally is, and yes. App State just runs the football. They play mm-hmm. very, they play rock fight football. Um, so this sounds this, these kind two, of midwestern again. Uh, this is uh, Appalachian football, so it's yeah, okay. it's uh, okay. it's bring a lunch pail sort of thing. Uh, by the way, uh, yeah. fun fact: Boone, North Carolina, is exactly three thousand three hundred thirty-three feet above sea level. Yes. Um, App State, I'm interested to see how Louisiana responds, seeing as their head coach just got hired by Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, does Billy Napier coach this game? I haven't looked. Um, mm-hmm. Could be a bit of a distraction this week. Uh, I think Louisiana does go out and get the job done. Their, uh, their, their court, Louisiana's quarterback was supposed to have like a really, really great season, mm-hmm. Levi Lewis, um, and has had really a mediocre season. Uh, very much a Josh Allen senior year sort of thing. Like he's thrown for 2,500 yards and 18 TDs, which is fine. Only four picks, but he's not having this like all world season like he had through 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I like Louisiana to maybe get up and try to win one last one last game for for Billy. But I could I could definitely also see App State coming in and just being a much more focused team because their head coach didn't just get hired away. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, Carla, your turn? Coaching,
1: coaching distraction was definitely something I had on my radar. Um, yes. Because especially with the, when you're going from at the group of five level, that can, that can really affect um, games um, and the mindset of a team overall. So, so yeah, I think that's definitely a factor here. And then just for, for selfish reasons here, I think I'm going to lean Appy State in this game and um, sentimental reasons because um, it was an Appy State game that, that I watched that was the first college football game that Ellie ever experienced. We were in the hospital at Vandy ah. and I turned on Mac. I turned on Macchen. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was a Thursday night um, that there was an Appy State game on, and we, and we watched a good chunk of that game through most of the evening. So, um, sure, Appy State.
0: I I, 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 th- I was thinking of the same thing about coaching distraction, and, and I think that's enough, um, especially given that Appalachian State's the favorite in the game to start with. Um, good ball control offense. Uh, I, I I feel like uh, you know if if the raising Cajuns had an advantage, uh, perhaps that is negated by the fact that their their head coach uh, is leaving or or has already left. I don't know what his status is for this weekend or not. Um, but I, I see Appalachian State winning this one uh, at four p.m. Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. The SEC Championship. This is of course. On CBS, number one, Georgia versus number three, Alabama. The Bulldogs are favored by six and a half points. This game has an AJ Fund index of 50 and a half. Uh, Carla, what do you think?
1: Um, first of all, the, that the, the Fund index seems high. Um, take the yeah.
0: Um
1: So we're back right where we started at the beginning of the season. Yeah. We had this much. conversation at the beginning of the season regarding, uh, re- regarding Georgia. Mm-hmm. This is a game... That Georgia is capable of winning, probably should win, mm-hmm. and the big question: Will they? Mm-hmm. Right? It's the same question we have every single time Georgia puts themselves into this situation. We talked about it in the very first episode that we did before before Ellie. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that this is this is the question. Georgia's put themselves back into this situation. Can they get it done? They absolutely should. We saw what Auburn was able to do to Alabama's offense last mm-hmm. week. Um, it's really easy to make that Alabama offense get out of sync. Mm-hmm. If you're playing decent defense, which the Georgia defense should absolutely be able to do. Yeah. Playing at Mercedes-Benz Stadium is essentially a home game. Mm-hmm. This is a game that Georgia absolutely should win. And yet I am concerned that they'll actually be able to pull it off because that's the history of this sec title game. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say, this is (laughs) begrudgingly. This is the year Georgia gets it done. Okay. But I'm going to be holding my breath. Okay. Up until the end of that game. Unless Georgia is able to, um, to really kind of pick up a lead. Stetson Bennett here, like he just has to score enough points to keep Georgia ahead he doesn't have to win the game for them he Mm -hmm. doesn't the Georgia defense will win the game for them so I've
0: I've not been a Stetson Bennett fan but I I do have to admit that he has he has stepped up significantly from last year um and and uh and he doesn't have to carry the game but uh that that certainly is helpful AJ what do you (laughs) think oh I'm sorry you're good
1: I was gonna say mostly I mostly want Georgia to win because I want I, I want Alabama out okay
0: Right, All right. <laughs> Go dogs. Go dogs. Uh, AJ, what do you think?
2: I, I I hear you, Carla. I it. Alabama has looked weird all season. Mm-hmm. They've looked, they've looked distinctly beatable. Arkansas made them look silly. Auburn made them look real silly. Um, obviously they lost A and M. if Georgia's defense plays the way that Georgia's defense has played all year, you're going to see, you're going to see some really stupid uh, columns. You're going to see like a, "Is Alabama done my column. You're going to see a lot of that on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> like it, th- there's going to be a lot of obituaries being written after this game. <clears throat> if Georgia can come out and play the way that they can the SEC championship game is also weird in that in various seasons where it looks like there's one very clear, you going to die sort of team. And then the other team like Georgia, this year's Georgia and Alabama. Alabama looks like, Oh, you don't have it together. This is going to be a problem. And this team's going to wipe the floor with you. Mm-hmm. The SEC championship game has this very weird, like evening factor that comes in. Uh, go back and look at uh, what was it? Last year's Alabama-Florida game, where yeah. Alabama looked like they were just – they like they looked like Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. Florida almost beat them in the title game. It came yeah. down to the last drive. So I see a possibility of that happening here, where Alabama figures out some things this week. Maybe they go, oh, hey, actually, we were terrible at blocking. Nick Saban has been very clear through the last, like, two or three weeks of the season – Um, Spencer Hall from channel six moon crew every day should be Saturday, uh, had a whole thing about, uh, the, the analytics of a Nick Saban rant on channel six, um, where he basically (laughs) broke down Nick Saban, losing his mind on a coach call-in show. (laughs) And you can, and one of the, one of his points was generally, you can see like whatever the coach is saying externally, the opposite and inverse is what he's actually saying to the players. And weirdly, Nick Saban this year has been very nice in public. He has been saying, you know, oh, you know, we're just, you know, we're a really young team. We're just trying to get it together this year. And, you know, we're just, we just got to go out and play better. Meanwhile, you know, deep inside, there is a fire that is inextinguishable inside that man's body about the way his team has played this year. Georgia, watch out. Gimme Bama.
0: Hmm.
2: Bama mm. has to play their way in Georgia can lose this game and still get into the playoff. Yes. Bama has to play their way in Bama comes out and I see Bryce. This by the way, a reminder, this is also the first time that Georgia has seen an offense with a pulse.
0: True. True.
2: Tennessee put Georgia under pressure for the first half. Then Georgia came out and said, Oh, ooh, you were doing all that and broke their necks. But this is I see. This is the first time Georgia's had to play an offense with a halfway decent pulse. If Alabama can come out block well for Bryce Young and okay. really get really get after the ball and actually mm. score points, this could be really interesting.
0: Give mm. me Alabama. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm uh, I'm taking Georgia. Uh, the defense wins championships. That that sort of thing. Um, I I also uh, I wonder about. Um I I just I wonder about momentum. Um I, I I think Georgia has uh has successfully kind of built upon itself every week. Uh they don't have they you know they don't have a lights out offense. We've we've talked about that ad nauseum, but they do um have a better offense. They have it's it's efficient, uh it scores enough. Um that, you know, and and then we're talking about an Alabama defense that is kind of eh, uh, and and this time I think we've gone through the whole season saying Alabama has an eh uh, offense or defense, um, whereas in past seasons you know we, we we go through a couple games at a time where you, you start to scratch your head and then and then you know the Death Star blows up and um, things are, are restored to their natural order. Uh, I I agree, AJ, that the the title game. Uh, and the SEC is a is a weird kind of standalone thing um, that that doesn't always carry over from the regular season, but um, Georgia has Georgia has uh, distinguished itself um, in a way that that Alabama generally does, and um, I, I, I see that continuing in this game. Uh, tight game, fun game, abs- absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, Bama's not going to roll over and die here. But uh, I, I think the, 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 the Bulldogs are going to come away with a win. At 4 p.m. At, in Nippert Stadium in lovely downtown Cincinnati, the American Athletic Conference Championship. You'll find this on ABC. You will find number 21 Houston, excuse me, at number four Cincinnati. The Bearcats are favored big. Ten and a half points. AJ Fun index of 54. Uh, AJ, what do you think? Write this down. This is going to be the funnest game of the day. Funnest game of the day. How do you spell funnest? F-U-N-N. Okay, N's.
2: I got Okay, uh, gotcha. Funnest day of the game. Okay. Uh, funnest game of the day. This is honestly, if you go look at the stats of these two teams, it's the Spider-Man meme. They're just pointing at each other. They're the exact same team. (laughs) They both put up about 30 some points a game. They give up about 15 to 19 points a game. They give up about the same yardage per game. They put up the same number of yardage per game. Their quarterbacks are separated by 13 yards of passing (laughs) in terms of difference, in terms of numbers of passing. Uh, Clayton Toon has thrown 26 touchdowns. Desmond Ritter has thrown 27. They've both thrown eight picks. Their running backs each have 16 to 17 touchdowns and are differentiated by 200 yards of rushing offense. They're basically the same team. Cincinnati just has fewer losses. In fact, they have no losses. So No losses. They have no losses. Houston has one loss. This is actually one. This is the main test of Cincinnati to get into the playoff. If they win, they are in. Houston, however, has played really, really well this year. This game should be super, super fun. I'm picking the Bearcats. They're going to get into the playoff. We're finally going to get a G5 team in the playoff. Mm -hmm. Respectfully, uh, I I respectfully just say, I'm sorry that your first time in the playoff is playing God-level defense at Georgia. Um, But... I think that uh, Cincinnati is going to come out and win this game, but this game should be closer, should be more fun. And this is the game that you should have
0: on. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Carla, you're, you're kind of uh, our, our whole go whisper here. <laughs> um, uh, d- d- does Houston have a shot to win this?
1: You know, and, and, I was going to ask AJ why the line was 10 and a half. Like yeah, yeah. that feels like everything you just said is the same thing that I saw. I was like, I'll be honest. I haven't seen, I mean, who's, has anybody seen a ton of what? Well, no, that's AJ's on, on the show. I shouldn't say this. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, who's watched a lot of Houston football this year. Um, not me. Um, I, you know, obviously I watched Cincinnati beat Notre Dame and yep. that was, you know, and so, you know, that they're capable of winning these big time games. Um, I'm just curious with the way the statistics line up so evenly, why Cincinnati was favored by 10 and a half. I, I, think, I think Cincinnati might need to win by 10 and a half if things start getting crazy mm-hmm. um, with other title games to ensure that they're in the playoff. That they're hmm, sitting okay. there at number four. Okay. Um, committee's done stranger things, right? Like, I, I think if I'm Cincinnati, I want to make sure that if I have the capability of, of, of winning by a greater margin i'm gonna do it um and not not let your foot off the gas but but fickle has proven that he's gonna do that anyway Mm -hmm. um like i'm not super concerned about that i don't know i just i think this game could i mean yeah and you've got holgerson sitting on the other sideline right um like this game super super intriguing um I think both these games, the, these these afternoon games, sitting in this time slot, I think Alabama Georgia is going to be interesting in a different way mm-hmm. than Cincinnati. Houston's going to be. Um, I want the group of five in the playoff so badly that I'm going to say Cincinnati, but it's like by this much. <laughs> um, like, and if you're not watching, I'm like holding my fingers very closely together. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati by three like Ooh, i i okay. just i i just don't think that this game is going to be a, a blowout even though cincinnati probably needs the style points okay but okay do you think it
0: do you th- is, is a win by cincinnati a, a close win by cincinnati enough to get him in
1: i would like to think so okay i i mean my 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 gut says yes okay but you, you don't want to leave anything to doubt stranger yeah. thing i mean this this whole season has just been yeah. bonkers you know True.
2: I think the answer is yes. I think if they win, regardless of how much, I think they're in. They, I, th- I the think so as well. Been, the committee has been very clear that they appreciate that these teams are winning. They, you know, Cincinnati has to play the schedule that they play. Mm-hmm. Right, they're still undefeated. If they win their conference championship game, they are a undefeated conference champion. Yep. And in any other division or in any other conference, that's a g- almost guaranteed to get you into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so i don't see them they have been very they've been very fair to cincinnati this entire time yeah right they've not said oh you're an undefeated they're, they're not hitting them i'm sorry marshall fans who may be listening they're not hitting them with the first playoff marshall where they're an undefeated uh like an undefeated q's team but they're ranked yeah. 23rd yeah. the entire time right they have they very clearly put cincinnati into the top four for multiple weeks now and mm-hmm and they've not removed them regardless of what's happening above or below them. Right. They are treating them as an undefeated conference champion would be. So I don't see, I don't think Cincinnati needs to put on the style points. I think they definitely uh, should put on the style points if they can mm. to really to like super duper solidify it. But I don't think that if they beat Houston, you know, 30 to 29, that, they don't get in over, okay. you know, a one, uh, you know, a two loss Alabama or something like
0: that. Okay. um, I, There has got to be major anxiety in Cincinnati uh, in the Bearcats training facility and the university about what happens with Luke Fickle because literally every single thing I've read about the Notre Dame vacancy mentions him first. Uh, we've talked about the timing. So I, 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 I kind of feel like, that is the change that's going to happen, um, and it's not going to – there's no danger of it kind of interrupting the flow of, of what's going to happen with this game on Saturday and, and, and what uh, the Bearcats will have to do uh, with, the, with, with the playoff. I mean, so if there's a possibility that his situation changes, that could change dramatically what's going to happen on Saturday. I don't think it will. Uh, I think the Bearcats win this game um, and, and seal a spot. I think that's a win. And they are in uh, the, the, the final four uh, at 8 p.m. in Lucas Oil Stadium in lovely downtown Indianapolis, the Big Ten Championship. You will find it on Fox. Um, you will be able to hear Gus yelling about it for hours beforehand. Uh, number 13, Iowa is playing another school. Um, that other school is favored by 10 and points. The A.J. Fund Index is a Big Ten appropriate 43 and a half points. Um. I'm going first on this one. I, I will hate watch this on the small TV uh, while I watch the other 8 p.m. game, uh, which we will discuss here shortly. Whatever happens will happen. I don't care. Blah, puke, whatever. So, um, <laughs> Carla, what do you think about this one?
1: The possibility, I mentioned this earlier, the possibility of a Utah, Iowa, Rose Bowl exists, people. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I'll allow a moment for, for morning. Yeah. To, to um, silence. Shush. Okay. Okay. We're good. Okay. Um so here's the thing. We talked about this a little bit after after um Michigan won last week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The have you been like act like you've been there before to an extent.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah.
1: Here's what I'm concerned about. So much relief after winning last week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Iowa is a team that can come back and bite you. We all have they experienced get- that at one point or another. Yes, we have. This Iowa team is good. They are a good football team. Um, they're real good against the run.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which means that this game could play out the way that last weekend probably should have played out had Ohio State been able to stop the run, which they couldn't. Iowa is better against the run. They're going to have, Michigan's going to have to rely a lot more on Cade McNamara in this game than they did against Ohio State. This game is going to be real tight. I don't like the fact that Michigan is favored as much as they are. I do think they are the better team. I do think they will figure out a way to win this game. Um, but this game is going to be much closer than anybody expected, which means that we're going to have a whole lot more Gus. <laughs> And for the annual soapbox, yes. don't play this game indoors, Big Ten. Play it in Soldier Field. Okay, I'm done. Wolverines cool. win.
0: That would be cool. Uh, AJ, what do you think? Hi.
2: This is your buddy, AJ. I have ranted for years about how trash most of the Big Ten is. And now it's come to fruition, you <laughs> have to watch this game. This is your fault? Yes, this is your fault. So you you gotta watch. made this bed. As, as you, Preds fans in Nashville would it. say,
1: it's all your fault, it's all your fault. It's all your all fault. Your <laughs>
2: fault. <laughs> one, yeah, why is Michigan State favored by 10 and a half? That's silly, number one. Number two, to quote the solid verbal, this is This is the epitome of a letdown look ahead sandwich. Oh, this is a letdown look ahead sandwich of the footlong variety. What is Michigan coming off of? The deep catharsis of finally getting the monkey off their back and winning against Ohio State, and not even in a little bit of a way, in a plumpin' sort of way, right? You rushed the field in the most orderly fashion possible. You talked about how you encircled them like Stalingrad in the Northern Front, right? You had all of your great Michigan war dad things. And what do you have to look forward to? All you got to do is beat Iowa, and you're in the playoff
0: playoff
2: you can actually do it you can actually make it to the playoff but to do it you gotta beat iowa oh hey hey michigan you know the team you just beat the team in in gray and red that one ask them how beating iowa can go (laughs) well not that not not that often either really number three I would like to point out that Carla and Crappy have for years talked about how they need to play this game outside because it's in Lucas oil stadium. Yes. Why has nobody mentioned the fact that Lucas oil stadium has a retractable roof? I do not I didn't, I didn't know. I did not know. It does. It very much does. Uh, Apparently the reason they don't open the roof ever is because they built the stadium with a retractable roof, but didn't put drainage in. So the roof goes back, but if it were to snow or rain, there's nowhere for the water to go. So
0: And it fills up like a gigantic Lucas Oil bathtub. Lucas Oil
2: barrel. Now, (laughs) um, this game is going to be terrible. It's going to be slow and plodding, and somebody's going to be drinking a sniffer of brandy and screaming at their television that they need to be running with more fullbacks. This game is going to be terrible and you should not watch this game. I don't even want to tell you who I think is going to win because it doesn't matter. Don't watch this game. It's going to be but, and it's going to be like, I don't know, seven seven to six with three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And someone is going to mount some like game ending like field goal drive to try and win it where they will likely fail, but it doesn't matter. You should not watch this game. Let Big Ten football just be what it is. Go Hawkeyes and let Keep Michigan out of the Big Ten entirely out of the playoff. That would be even funnier to me because we were talking, weren't we talking earlier in the year about two Big Ten teams getting in and then the season ends and they pack 12 themselves out of it completely? (laughs) Give me that. Let's go talk about fun or football here
0: Here is an alternative. Here is an alternative. (laughs) Starting at the same time in the Bank of America Stadium in lovely Charlotte, North Carolina, the ACC championship game on ABC. It is the game none of us knew that we wanted at the outset of this season, but it is the game two weeks ago we all wanted desperately. And I'm not for reasons. I'm not even sure why. Number 15 Pitt versus number 16 Wake Forest. Pitt is favored by three points. A a more than respectable A.J. Fund index of 72 and a half. Um, A.J., you've made it clear we we are not to watch the Big Ten championship. Tell me why we should watch this game.
2: Because they're going to actually do stuff that you're going to want (laughs) to watch. They're going to throw the football. There's going to be people catching the football. And then they're going to run past this line called the end zone where the, where you score more points over than you and kick over a field goal and over. Dave Clausen and by the way, I don't know, we gotta put some respect on Pitt. We've been talking beautifully about Kenny Pickett, aka mm-hmm. Kenny Flickett, aka mm-hmm. Kenny Heisman, aka it's time to score touchdowns, Kenny. We've talked very, very deeply about the, the growth and the potential of what they did with Kenny Pickett. Yes, We need to put some respect on Pitt OC, Brennan Marion, and the go-go offense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brennan Marion a, uh, came up from the DMV, uh, DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Uh, that's why it's called the go-go offense because go-go is a type of music. You should go listen to it. It's very fun to listen to. Uh, but the go-go offense, he brought to Pitt and he's letting Kenny Pickett throw that football. They want to go fast. They want to score a ton of points. And then, oh, by the way, you've got Pat Narduzzi running a really stout defense. Yes. This is why Pitt is ranked 15th. It's why they've played really well all year. Wake is going to want to put up a ton of points because Dave Clawson and the claw fence have been playing lights-out football all year as well. This is the game of – I said the game of the day uh, was going to be um, – I've already forgotten what the game of the day was. That's how that's how I felt about it. At there are too many games. I've already forgotten. There are too many games. Hugh awesome I said houston Cincinnati is going to be the game of the day. Once that game is complete, the game of the day will be Pitt in Wake Forest. Okay. Um, it this should be super duper fun. You don't have to watch Big Ten football. There is a fireworks factory on fire on ABC. You should go watch
1: that. <laughs> do you? Go hail to too. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Carla, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, you look at these offensive numbers and they're just absurd, right? Yes. Between these two teams um, and remarkably, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't think enough national attention is put on this because if you, if you don't dig into these numbers and look at them, Pitt actually has the more prolific offense, even though wakes the one that gets all yes. the national attention for their offense. Right. Yes. Um, and, and that's credit to all the people that the AJ just rattled off, you know, Kenny, can he, can Kenny he pick it getting Heisman consideration out of Pitt. I mean, if you had that on your bingo card for the 2021 season, congratulations, <laughs> because nobody else did. Um, <laughs> AJ's checking his bingo card at the moment. You um, didn't. Okay. Um, Wake has proven that they can. I mean, both these teams have, have losses that are kind of head scratchers, right? Mm-hmm. The d- games that they should have won that they just didn't. Um, Pitt does that every year. Wake's not used to winning like this, mm-hmm. right? So you've got these two teams. That at the beginning of the year, if you had this in the title game, you, everyone would have laughed at you. Um, but here we are. Game's going to be silly fun. And it really, really, really pains me as a Penn State fan. Yeah. To say this.
0: Do it. Do it.
1: Pitt wins. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, sometimes carly you got to bite the bullet and and um, take it from someone who has uh, learned that lesson anew in the in the last few days um the, the there is a hair on fire quality to pitts offense um, that that is absolutely entertaining to watch um, wake scores and scores and scores Um the variable here is Pat Narduzzi's defense. And, and I, I think we've, we've, as we've mentioned Pitt uh, a couple times this season, we have talked about the fact that uh, particularly front seven um, a, a D line and, and solid linebackers, uh, they, they don't, I mean, you, you've got Kenny Pickett on, on the other side of the ball and, and he attracts a lot of the attention, um, but uh, don't sleep on, 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 uh, on the D line for the Panthers that is where you find the difference in this game. There will be points. There will be points and lots of them. Um, but uh, Pitt's defense makes the win, and, and your Pittsburgh Panthers will come away with an ACC championship um, at the end of Saturday night. Boys and girls, you can hear the Carla and Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stutcher. Stutcher, Stutcher and Tienen. I think is what I'm trying to say there. Stitcher and TuneIn, by the way. Um, you can watch us on YouTube and the show's Facebook page. If you don't, uh, if you do like us, uh, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't like us, mind your own damn business. Uh, be sure to come back next time, which is a date that we have not determined yet to see exactly how wrong we were. Uh, guys, briefly, one final thing. Carla.
1: Um. Another good thing that I saw last weekend that I just forgot about yes. um, so many snow games. Is yeah, there anything cool. better, anything better than watching football being played in the snow where they have to like shovel the field to like figure out what the yard lines were. Um, the yes, my, my dad was here. So we watched the Penn state, Michigan state game. And that was um, fun. And I, don't, and I don't, it was stupid fun. Idea. Like even though Penn state lost, like it was just like, it was fun to watch. They, they, the I don't remember. It was Sean McDonough calling that game. I think. Um, oh whoever was calling that game, you know, you got those calls where like, he's down at, I think the 37 yard line. We're not entirely sure, <laughs> right? Like those games and- were the worst to cover, but they're the best to stay home and watch. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a lasting memory for this year from college football. Um, contrasting that my TSU Blue Raiders have accepted a worth mm-hmm. to the Bahamas. Oh,
0: oh, oh, perhaps, perhaps we'll talk foreshadowing. More about that later. Perhaps foreshadowing what, uh, what bowl game Carlos is going to pick when Bola Palooza comes up here in a couple of weeks. AJ, a final thought from you? Um, we're, we're getting into bowl season. Yes. Um, p- uh,
2: please, please mind yourself uh, before getting too excited about bowl projections. Some people will put things out there because they like the spice mm-hmm. of it. A couple I saw, one was uh, Florida and UCF in a bowl Mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. I really like that one. I just want that one for like pure anxiety reasons. That'd be fun. Um, There was another one. Oh, gosh. But honestly, bowl season's coming up. You're going to see a lot of very stupid games. Uh, I hope that we get some very silly games. I see that uh, Memphis accepted a bid to. Uh, the Hawaii bowl already.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I believe Hawaii, all they need to do is just accept their bid and they'll just stay home. East Carolina's in the military bowl. Like, listen, it's coming. We're about to have, we're about to have bowl season, which is just generic football content that doesn't matter. And they should just play these games at the beginning of the year instead of the end of the year. But nevertheless, here we
0: are. Um, it's, it's the it holidays though. It's the holidays. It's fun. It's celebratory. And, and and you get uh, – my, my, my one final thing is um, the, the, the flip side to uh, not winning that last game of the season is I, there, there's no playoff anxiety, there's no are we going to get in or what's going to happen, who are we playing, oh. How, Ohio State's going to go to a bowl game, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and there are literally dozens of other games – that that matter or not, except for make the fan base happy, the, the teams get extra playoff, a team gets extra practices. Um, you, you go to someplace sunny and warm, or you go to, you know, like Mobile, Alabama, which may not be. Um, and it's... Someone's got to go to, somebody's got to play a football game in Montgomery, Alabama on Chris's Day. Fun. It's fun. <laughs> it is it's, It is just fun. It is fun for them. It is fun for us. Uh, and all that fun is still on the way uh, boys and girls as, as all, all of our final thoughts have been about the bowl season and what's coming up um, and that means bowl is coming soon uh, I will be honest we have not discussed a date um, but as typically happens uh, you can expect that around the middle of December. Um, obviously, we will ping you guys uh, when we know that's coming and uh, who's on and what we're talking about and all of those fun things. And in the meantime, do enjoy all of the uh, conference title games that are coming up uh, Friday and Saturday. Um, sit, overdose, uh, just don't don't watch the team with the ugly helmets at, at 8 o'clock on Fox. I just don't, don't do it. Um, I'm not going to no i'm gonna hate watch it and and hope it lose. i this is hard guys i haven't i haven't had to deal with this in like in nine years <sighs>
1: you're just like oklahoma that's
0: right i am i am i am just like oklahoma uh aj uh thank you for joining us once again and getting us through all of this stuff carla it is uh for the second week in a row it is awesome to have you back here um i'm crappy I'll be in a better mood next time, I promise. And guys, thank you for watching, listening. Uh, please be sure to go back and watch the first five minutes of the video just so you can you can see AJ getting excited about the coaching stuff because it's really funny, okay? Okay, watch, uh, have fun with the games this week and uh, we will be back here soon for Bola Palooza. Cheers, everybody. We'll see you next time. Cheers.